which comes afterwards. Okay, so it's page 1151, if you have a church Bible. It's 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 19 to 23. Paul writes, Though I am free and belong to no one, I have made myself a slave to everyone, to win as many as possible. To the Jews, I became like a Jew, to win the Jews. To those under the law, I became like one under the law, though I myself am not under the law, so as to win those under the law. To those not having the law, I became like one not having the law, though I am not free from God's law, but am under Christ's law, so as to win those not having the law. To the weak, I became weak, to win the weak. I have become all things to all people, so that by all possible means I might save some. I do all this for the sake of the gospel, that I may share in its blessings. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Okay, Groshdan now. I have the whole life history of Groshdan here, if you want to uh, read it. But here are the headlines. He became a Christian in December 1990, uh, and then he joined the military uh, in Bulgaria and uh, was instrumental in founding the Military Christian Fellowship in Bulgaria. In 2010, God called him to become regional team leader for Europe of MMI. And during his tenure there, there have been MCFs in Greece, Croatia, Belarus, Kosovo, Turkey, and revitalized ones in Macedonia, Bulgaria, and the Ukraine. In 2011, he became senior pastor of Holy Trinity Christian Church in Sofia. And it says he's happily married to Slavika for 14 years now, and they have been blessed with a son, David, who's 13, and a daughter, Angelina, who's aged seven. He enjoys playing the electric guitar and riding motorcycles, but not at the same time. <laughs> thank you. Thanks to God. Grosdan, let me pray for you. Okay. Father, I thank you that you have brought Grosdan to be with us, to lift our eyes beyond Camberley, to see the work which you're doing around the world. We pray now that we will have hearts and ears and lives open to your exposure so that what he says may help us to draw closer to you and see your vision for us. Amen. Amen. Thank you for the wonderful uh, introduction. I don't think I've ever been introduced in this way. And, and the thought is a good one to try riding a motorcycle and playing guitar at the same time. I haven't tried that, but I might. <laughs> good morning. It is a huge privilege for me to uh, be with you, and I bring you greetings from Holy Trinity uh, Christian Church in Sofia. Although um, I do know some of you, I don't know most of you. However, I do feel among friends and brothers and sisters in Christ, which is the work of the, uh, the, work of the Lord. Um, today is a very interesting date in the life of um, our country, can we have the next slide? Uh, 74 years ago, 74 years ago, there was a coup, a coup d'etat, when the communist forces 
took over the government, 9th of September 1944. What followed were major, major changes in uh, economic, social, political, and cultural, and it uh, put the country for 45 years in the mode of a totalitarian socialist regime for the next 45 years. Only in the first four months, the communists shot and killed between 20 to 40,000 of the elite of the nation. Military officers, generals, bankers, writers, priests, and pastors, the intelligentsia, the academia, they all went in the first four months. And they did that in the name of freedom, equality, and to bring all things to be given to all people. The text that was just read speaks about freedom and all things to all people, however, in a rather different way. So, as we engage with our text this morning to consider the freedom of Paul, we will consider the position of Paul as an apostle, we will consider the people that Paul was sent to, and we will consider also the purpose of his mission. As he states in the verse 19, though I am free and belong to no one, he speaks about his freedom. If you go back to the beginning of the chapter, he asks a rhetorical question. Am I not free? Am I not an apostle? Have I not seen Jesus our Lord? The position of Paul is one of freedom. If you recall your Bible story, when he was miraculously met by Jesus on the road to Damascus, as it was just mentioned a while ago, and he was encountered with the reality of Christ. It is then and there that God called Paul to proclaim the name of Christ to the Gentiles and their kings, as we have it written down in the book of Acts, chapter 9, verse 15. So the freedom... The position of Paul is one of freedom, to be free, to be the person that God has called him to be. And this is an application, a question for all of us. If you've met Christ, you're, you're being made free, free from the past, free from the, 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 from the power of sin, free, free from whatever uh, constraints you, may, you might have or addictions in your life, but not only free from but free to, free to become, free to be the person that God has called each one of us. The Reverend David Pryor, in his book, The Message of 1 Corinthians, uh, writes, The Christian is the freest person of all. The Christian, as well, is the most diligent servant of all, committed to all. Now consider this, Paul is writing, though I am free, I have made myself a slave to everyone. He's writing to the Christians in the ancient town of Corinth, a megapolis. Historians say about 400,000 slaves in Corinth alone, with hundreds of thousands of people from various nations, and slavery was still then and there. So this is a powerful imagery for the Christians, that Paul, being a free man, a Jew, a Pharisee by upbringing, has chosen to become a slave 
so that he can reach out to as many as possible. And this is something for us to consider as well. That brings us to the second point. Well, who are the people that Paul is sent to? Who are the people? And let us look at four target groups, four uh, categories of people that he is um, uh, talking about. We'll look at the Jews, those under the law, those not having the law, and the weak. The Jews. The Jews are the people of Paul, his own kin, his nation, his family. So the first group you and I are called to, our immediate family, our nation, our people, the, like, the people that, that are like us. I remember when um, 25 years ago, uh, actually 28, beg your pardon, when I was a 16-year-old kid uh, in, in school uh, and witnessed the fall of communism, witnessed the fall of communism, and two men came to our school and introduced the Christian worldview, and in several months' time, having read portions of Scripture, I made a profession of faith alone in my room. It was so excited. So I got the Gospel of John, and I read it in one sitting with great excitement. And the next day, I enrolled in a small Bible study group with other friends who were studying the Gospel of John. And three days later, I wanted to introduce this new experience to my father. Now, my dad is a retired army colonel. He's retired now. He was a serving lieutenant colonel in the military intelligence back then. So he came back from, from his job in his full uniform, that is a communist lieutenant colonel in the military intelligence. And I'm ex with excitement sharing with him, Dad, I have become a Christian. I'm a believer now and I have started to read the Bible and I would like to help you get saved. <laughs> he looked down upon me with a very small smile, said, I think you are the one to get saved. In his mind, I had become um, involved in some kind of a cult because it was very uh, unusual for a, a young man to be a believer in Christ. What followed, to cut the long story short, ten long years of multiple conversations with my father, very hard, uh, difficult situations. But in ten long years of much prayer, daily prayer, the power of prayer, after miraculous experiences in the life of my dad, he is now a committed believer in Christ. And he had another career of nine years with Campus Crusade for Christ, once he retired from the army. So the Jews, or your immediate people, your family, are the first people group that you are called to. The second one is those under the law. As a Jew, Paul is under the law of Moses. Uh, over 613 laws and regulations in the Mosaic law in the Pentateuch. The law here that Paul is referring to is the religious law. Now, in, um, as an organization, my work takes me to, um, with MMI, my work takes me to different, different countries and different people. And when you enter a military barrack, or when you enter a business organization, or, or a church like this, or your family, there are certain rules and regulations, even whether written or non-written. So I was introduced to, I had a, an appointment with the, uh, the picture to your left um, with the military, chief military bishop of Croatia, a Monsignor, Roman Catholic. So I decided I'm going to put a dog collar. I was just ordained as a, as a Protestant minister. 
And here I am, young man with no experience, meeting with the senior military bishop in Croatia, Zagreb. So, um, big marble building, I was trembling and in, in fear. So, there comes the bishop, and he's offering me his ring to kiss, which is the proper thing. Me, with little experience, I shook his hand. <laughs> and his eyes became very big. He said, you're not a Roman Catholic, are you? He said, as a matter of fact, I'm not. I'm a Protestant minister, but I've done Orthodox theological seminary. So, he put a, that put a big smile on his face invited me, and he gave me a lesson. He showed me a a bouquet of flowers. He said, every flower is different. But when they are together, it makes a beautiful bouquet. So tell me why you're here. God gave me grace in this occasion. On another occasion, a few years later, when the Reverend Mike Terry, some some of you know him, the Vice President for Southern uh, Central Europe with uh, AMCF, the global organization, very involved with MMI as well, we were to meet... Uh, he's on, the, 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 on, on your very right. We were to meet with a Serbian bishop, very prominent Serbian bishop, whom, with whom we did not have an appointment. He did not know we were coming, and we had never met him before. And we, the only thing we knew is he is teaching at the Belgrade Seminary. So we went there, made ourselves uh, invited um, uh, or uninvited in his lecture of about 100 students, sat in the very back. The bishop spotted us, but carried on with his lecture. So at the, at the end of the lecture, everybody was crowded ar- around him, trying to get his attention. And then and there, I did the right thing. I showed him respect in the orthodox way. He looked at me, looked at everybody, then pointed at my, Mike Terry and I and said, you two, come with me in the office. And then, he, and, and then when we went to his office, he said, who you are and why are you here? That gave the beginning of a wonderful friendship that still today we're reaping the fruits and have an open door at the Ministry of Defense in Serbia simply because I put myself under the law and did what was the right thing to to demonstrate respect to a bishop. So that's the second group, the second group that God has called us to, those who are under the law. Third category of people are those not having the law. Again, remember, Paul is talking about the religious law. And there are many people, especially in former uh, uh, Soviet-influenced republics, former socialist countries in Central and Eastern Europe. And my MMI work took me to Belarus one day. When I was invited by the recently formed Belarusian Military Christian Fellowship to preach in the Hall of Glory of the 120th Minsk Infantry Division, inside the barracks. And, I, and it was a hall of glory with uh, Soviet generals uh, looking at me from their portraits and uh, Alexander Lukashenko, a, a big portrait of him, the last dictator in Europe, everything in red colors. And some of the men uh, in the audience were um, uh, honestly told me they are atheists and they didn't believe in anything. So I was there to preach. So I, the Lord directed my attention to the, the centurion at, at Capernaum. So there are those who are not under the law, who have no concept of God, and yet God has called us to those people as well. As a result, the Belarusian MCF is, is, one, is, is one of the orthodox MCFs within the, um, um, the, the scope of our work, a thriving and a growing one. The fourth category, to the weak. And the Greek word here is, could be translated both physically weak and feeble, but also psychologically and spiritually weak. So, 
Although the, the great Apostle Paul is a strong person, writes Reverend David Pryor, with an informed and strong conscience, who is ready to apply his freedom, but also willing to limit his freedom if the circumstances require that. Several years at MMI, we run an event in Croatia um, that, are, that is organized by the Croat Military Christian Fellowship, attended by war veterans from the Yugoslav wars. And these are war veterans in their late 30s, early 40s, early 50s. Young men and women who have suffered significantly. Many of them injured. All of them injured psychologically and spiritually. So we are there to minister to them. And here's another detail of my personal life. My wife is Serbian, a native Serbian. So picture that, a Bulgarian and a Serbian teaching the Bible to Croat war veterans. This is called the grace of God in action. We've been received very well, and um, because many of these men and women have struggled with alcohol and drugs, it is a dry place. The Christian center is alcohol-free. So we have given up our freedom to enjoy a glass of wine now and then, as mature Christians. Um, we, we give up our freedom, and, and we minister to these people. And we've seen people come to Christ, We've seen people being baptized. We've seen people who have experienced war break down into tears when they're touched by the love of God. So this is what God has called us to do, to also approach the weak. Now, how do you do that on a practical level? How to become weak to win the weak? Well, first of all, is you... Ask the Lord to, to show you and to, and to allow you to feel the way the people you're trying to reach feel and experience life. To listen not only to the words they're saying, but to the beat of their heart, to the message they're trying to convey. To demonstrate concern and empathy. To provide the right answer and to really care for a person. If you remember the story of the Good Samaritan, with the, um, the man injured on the, on the side of the road. Everybody went on the other side. However, the only person who went to, to, and approached the man, and check, check out your Bibles, he went close to him and was able to see and feel the wounds of the wounded person. We minister to the weak by getting close to them, by spending time with them. At the summer adventure retreat, which we, run for, we have run for five years now, we've had a soldier from, from the Netherlands still struggling, a serving soldier, a sergeant, still struggling with PTSD. He was shaking, abusing alcohol, uh, smoking a lot, and he, came to, he was brought by other friends to this meeting. At the end of our meeting, at the end of the week, he gave his life to the Lord in prayer. And it was a changed life. Now, this is what God has called us to do. Um, and in many aspects, uh, Roddy and every, uh, uh, every one of my uh, uh, co-workers uh, within MMI, the work of MMI is more or less a pastoral work. In various situations and occasions, we find ourselves ministering to struggling marriages, personal issues, struggles, people with uh, post-traumatic stress disease, low self-esteem, broken lives, and we experience the power of the gospel in restoring these people's lives. The gospel message, dear friends is a message of the supernatural healing power of Jesus Christ, received by faith in the life of the believer. And this is what God has called us to do by being all things to all people. 
Now, the third element that we were going to look, we, we looked at the position of Paul and his freedom to be what God has called him to be. We looked at the people God has um, called him to, to, to serve. Now, let's look at his purpose, which we find at, at the end of our text. I have become all things to all people so that by, by all possible means I might save some. All things to all people, so that all possible means I might save some. The, what is important here for note is the aspect of obedience. You cannot fulfill the purpose of God in your life unless you are obedient. Obedience is something that is so important and is a, uh, is a test, it's a characteristic of real discipleship among the Lord's people in the words of J.C. Ryle. When I was uh, uh, still in my, um, um, at, at the end of my high school years, I felt a strong calling of the Lord to join the armed forces and be all things to all people. This text of the Bible inspired me. God inspired me through, through this text of the Bible to become all things to all men. And I decided, to the pleasant surprise of my dad, that I'm not going to go to a monastery. I'm going to go to an army academy for those of you who have been to Army Academy, there you know there are some similarities. <laughs> so I decided to become a missionary among military people. So um, I, I followed that call. When in the time, and you have to totally understand the situation, in a time when the country was open and my classmates, all of them decided to take their education in the West, and many of them now live in New York and the UK and, and West, uh, um, uh, Europe, Western Europe, I was the only one of my class who decided to go to the army. That was not a popular university to apply for back in, in, uh, at, at the times of the fall of communism. However, I did that out of humble obedience. And when you read in the Bible, you see Noah and Abraham and Moses and Joshua and David and Jonah and Jeremiah and Hosea. What is characteristic of all of them was their obedience to God's call. And we see that in Jesus himself, the example of Christ, as we have in, in Philippians chapter 2, verse 8. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. So obedience is a characteristic of true discipleship. And this is what Paul has done by becoming all things to all people. And this is what you and I have been called to do. In the words of Richard Baxter, the Puritan um, uh, pastor, here's a simple prayer that if you don't remember anything of this sermon, remember that prayer. Lord, whatever you want, wherever you want it, and whenever you want it, that's what I want. Lord, whatever you want, wherever you want it, and whenever you want it, that's what I want. But let me warn you, this is a dangerous prayer to pray. Are you ready to hear what God wants? And are you ready to do what God wants of you? So, here we are, um, 25 years after God called me to the military. It's been, I mean, completing my eighth year now as the MMI team leader for Europe. And the first chairman of the Bulgarian Military Christian Fellowship, recently at the 20th anniversary, re-elected again. And let me tell you something, it's not about me. 
I'm sorry, Roddy, it's not about MMI. It is about God, God's glory, and God's work among military people because God's heartbeat for the military people. And I have a word, um, a question for us to consider. Maybe we'll have the last slide. What is your position in Christ? Are you free from your past? Are you free from your sins, Are you from the power of your sin in your life? Are you free from what has been restraining you to be the person God has called you to be? And instead of just considering free from, let us consider free to be, free to. What has God freed you to be? Second thing is, who are the people that God has called you and me? Who are the people, who are the, the Jews in your life, your family? Does your family know about your faith? Who are those under the law? Who are those without the law? Who are the weak around you? And then your purpose. What is your purpose? What, uh, are you willing to pray the prayer of Richard Baxter? Lord, whatever you want, wherever you want it, and whenever you want it, that's what I want. And I know we will be commissioning Roddy um, as the new uh, chief executive of MMI. And if you would allow me, humbly, I'd like to have a word uh, to speak to you. Roddy, you are free in Christ. God has already chosen and called you for a purpose. And it's not us that we're going to commission you. God has already commissioned you. Our responsibility as the ministers is just to recognize that. Roddy, you need to make yourself a slave to everyone, to win as many as possible. And I understand this is hard word for a major general. But God has called you today for a higher calling. Today is promotion day. God has called you to the ministry of an apostle. Roddy, you are called to become all things to all people, so that by all possible means to save some. And like the great apostle Paul did and obeyed all of this, he did this in verse 23 for the sake of the gospel, so that he may share in its blessings. And God has called you, Roddy, to do all things for the sake of the gospel, so that you may share in its blessings too. And through you, the rest of us in MMI and the Military Christian Fellowships and the Christian community where God has called you to serve. May God bless us. Let me pray. Lord, we come in your presence, humbled by the example of Paul, who was free but chose to become a slave, to obey what you have called him to do. Lord, would you set us free to be the people, the person you want me to be, Lord, would you show me who are the people that you have called me to? The Jews, those under the law, those without the law, those who are weak around me. Lord, would you reveal your purpose for my life? Lord, would you give me the strength, the humility, and the courage to obey like Paul did and partake in the blessings of the gospel? In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Let me just, one more word to say. I started with 9th of September and the um, taking over of the communists. Well, last week we experienced a miraculous thing. 
1944, 9th of September 1944 was the end when chaplaincy was closed in my country. As of last week, Bulgaria has its first military chaplain, a retired colonel who also obeyed the call and was appointed by the staff college, and I had the privilege of meeting him and fellowshipping with him. So God is good, and prayer gets answered. Be blessed.